0: Welcome to journeywithjesus.net, a weekly webzine for the global church. I'm Daniel B. Clendenin. Our essay this week is called World AIDS Day 2010 Universal Access in Human Rights. It's a guest essay by Art Ahman, the former director of the Pediatric Immunology and Clinical Research Center at the University of California Medical Center in San Francisco. In the summer of 1981, Amon cared for a woman who was a prostitute and intravenous drug user In three of her children. All four of them presented with unusual deficiencies in their immune systems that were aggravated by opportunistic infections that did not fit normal medical models of disease. Amon determined that the mother and all three children had contracted AIDS which was a tragic diagnosis because the disease was at that time fatal. Perhaps equally devastating was the disturbing conclusion, hotly contested and very controversial at the time, that HIV-AIDS was not limited to adults. Amund determined that HIV had passed from the mother to her children, and so it was an acquired and not an inherited disease. In 1982, Amund thus documented the first case of AIDS transmission from mother to infant, and also the first blood transfusion AIDS patients. In 1998, Art Amund founded Global Strategies for HIV Prevention, where today he ministers around the world. With a special focus on women and children, Global Strategies implements international strategies to prevent HIV infection and to work toward a generation free of HIV. Art's guest essay is based upon the lectionary readings for Sunday, December 5, 2010, the second Sunday in Advent. On World AIDS Day, I am going to the movies. Not an actual movie theater, but an auditorium where I will see the newest DVD on the ravages of the AIDS epidemic. This year, the World AIDS Day theme is Universal Access and Human Rights. I haven't seen any trailers, but surely there will be numbers that document the severity of the worldwide HIV epidemic which now numbers in the tens of millions. Few of us can comprehend the difference between 20 million and 30 million who suffer from this disease. Numbers about the HIV epidemic, like numbers about the national debt, blur into insignificance unless they affect us personally. After the numbers are presented, there will be an array of graphic details and I will find my emotional senses assaulted by emaciated figures, caricatures of the wasting disease of advanced AIDS. I will also learn listen to women who tell stories how, of how they acquired HIV against their will through sexual violence. I'm also likely to see a child malnourished with large pleading eyes that's meant to represent the 15 million orphans and vulnerable children who have difficulty getting education, finding clothing, food, shelter, and, if they are infected, getting the life-saving drugs that can bring HIV infection under control. And then when the movie ends, the lights will come on, and in the somberness of the moment, an individual will lean towards me and say, wow, that was moving or how terrible it must be for those people. Several months ago, I listened to a Ken Myers Mars Hill audio interview with David Thompson, author of the book The Moment of Psycho, about Alfred Hitchcock's shocker movie Psycho. It's considered to be the movie that paved the way to the excesses of violence in the media that we witness today. The discussion focused on whether Psycho and the movies that followed had a role in compromising our response to evil. It was pointed out that Psycho was the first widely viewed movie that allowed us to view evil and then to walk away from it. Myers and Thompson pointed out that we could now be voyeurs in the world's most extreme tragedies and miseries. Hitchcock was saying that he would show you something and you could watch it, but there was nothing you could do about it. If you were to see that thing in real life, you would be expected to intervene, to rescue the victim. Thompson declared, let's put it this way. You see people starving in Darfur and you pass on and you say, yes, there are people starving in places like that. And eventually we become hardened to it. But if we become detached from it, if we are just an audience, then it becomes easier for people to do terrible things. It's true that we are all increasingly brought into the world of suffering through multimedia that invites us to see, but does not allow us to participate. Yet watching versus participating is the basis of a real moral dilemma. Jesus did not ask for voyeurs, nor did he use movies or DVDs or even graphic descriptions of the poor, the starving, and the suffering. He did not attempt to shock his followers into action, nor did Jesus need to remind his followers of the dire consequences of poverty and abandonment. He simply acknowledged that it existed and that it was an obligation of his followers to do something about it. I believe that Jesus knew that he had to say it only once, and those who follow him had to make the decision whether they would put his teaching into action. When he spoke in the temple in Nazareth, reading from the prophet Isaiah, he was clear as to his own purpose. The Spirit of the Lord is on me, because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to release the oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. The Apostle Paul also knew that we could not be mere warriors when he said, do not be overcome with evil, but overcome evil with good. On World AIDS Day, or any other day for that matter, regardless of what we see or hear, a decision needs to be made whether we incorporate a part of the suffering of the world into our daily practice of living. Seeing evil and not making an attempt to overcome it is not a movie ending for those of us who believe in the teaching of Jesus A guest essay by Art Amund for World AIDS Day, and to go along with World AIDS Day for the second week in Advent, I review a book called Face to Face: Children of the AIDS Crisis in Africa. The photography is by Karen Ande, and the text is written by Ruth Ann Richter, with a foreword by Peter Piot. A single death is a tragedy, said Stalin. A million deaths is a mere statistic. In this powerful combination of stories and photos, Karen Anday and Ruth Ann Richter, former roommates at Stanford when they were in graduate school, move us beyond the staggering statistics of the AIDS crisis to a felt awareness of the human toll. In particular, they focus on the plight of children in sub-Saharan Africa, where by 2010 it's estimated that about 20 million children have lost at least one parent to the epidemic. In many ways, and despite all the advances in medicine, science, and politics, children remain the forgotten victims of the AIDS crisis. For example, whereas the first International AIDS Conference was held in 1985 in Atlanta, it was not until 2008 that in Mexico City that a plenary session was devoted exclusively to children's issues. In addition to the stories and photos of the children, the book highlights a dozen or so activists who have cared for these children They remind us of how small is beautiful and of how even a single person can make a big difference. There is Monica Ngumi of the Mama Darlene's Children's Center for 60 Orphans. Jill Simpson, a 78-year-old retired nurse, founded a home for 50 kids called Sida. Father Daniel Kariti is a parish priest in Kenya who remarks, A week without a funeral is a good week. And in a particularly moving section of the book, the authors highlight the many grannies whose adult children have died and who must care for their grandchildren, like 91-year-old Paulina, who lost all 12 of her own children and is the sole caregiver of 16 grandchildren. Statistics can overwhelm us. These stories and pictures remind us of the human beings behind the numbers who need our help. A page at the end of the book lists 11 organizations that were featured in the book. Once again, the title, Face to Face, Children of the AIDS Crisis in Africa, by Karen Anday and Ruth Ann Richter, published by Hope Publishing House, two thousand. And 10. For film this week, I review Sweetgrass from 2009. This documentary about Montana sheep ranchers eulogizes a way of life that until 2006 existed much as it did 100 years ago. In 2003, the sheep herders guided their flocks 150 miles down the Tooth Mountains of Montana on horseback and with the assistance of dogs. Their walkie-talkies are about the only modern convenience. The work is grueling, the landscape is harsh, and the scenery is breathtaking. Marauding grizzly bears attack the flocks at night and are chased away by gunfire that ricochets throughout the empty mountains. Shearing, birthing, nursing, and cropping the tails of lambs take us through the daily rhythms of the sheep ranch. This film does not have one single sentence of narration. The only sounds are the nonstop bleating of hundreds and hundreds of sheep in the background conversation of the cowboys. I think the film could have been much better with at least some historical and contemporary context for viewers. The images are, are powerful, but they don't always speak for themselves. In 2006, the permits that allowed the herders to graze their sheep on federal lands were not renewed. The ranch was sold, And so this film of the 2003 Sheep Drive records a way of life that is likely gone forever. Sweetgrass, from the year 2009. And finally, for the second week in Advent, we've posted a poem by Denise Levertov called On the Mystery of the Incarnation. Denise Levertov lived from 1923 to 1997. It's when we face for a moment the worst our kind can do and shudder to know the taint in our own selves that awe cracks the mind shell and enters the heart not to a flower, not to a dolphin to know innocent form But to this creature vainly sure, it and no other is godlike. God, out of compassion for our ugly failure to evolve, entrusts as guest, as brother, the word. Denise Levertoff on the mystery of the incarnation. Thank you for joining us at journeywithjesus.net. For Sunday, December 5th, 2010, the second Sunday in Advent. I'm Daniel B. Clendenin.